Hey guys, welcome to the Babylon Pastor Podcast. My name is Michael. And I'm Rob. Stay with us as we talk about church, theology, culture, and everything in between. Hey guys, welcome back to the Babylon Pastor Podcast for this month. How you doing? How you doing, Rob? Doing good? I'm doing pretty good. I mean, as good as I can be doing this early. We'll see. Um, not enough time has passed today yet for me to know for sure, but I think I slept pretty well. So good. that's a good way to start. Yep. Good, good, good. A bill just went through. So that was my thing. I didn't turn my phone off. Sorry. So a, a bill. Yeah. That's the sound oh. of seeing when the bills come through. So, you know, just, it's sort of that, um, psychological thing where you go, Oh, that usually means I get money. So I'm not as depressed when I hear the sound. So Anyway, hey guys, welcome to this month. We're going to be talking about something that I think is rather interesting. It's the type of language we use specifically within Christian culture. So to give you a background of kind of the topic and why we're talking about it, um, by the time you're listening to this, it'll be July, but this uh, happened in June, camp sort of thing. I guess camps could still be going on, student camps could still be going on right now, but most of them are in, in June, maybe early July. Um and my daughter went to camp, student camp this year. She took a friend with her that doesn't go to church a whole lot, had never been to a teen camp or student camp her entire life. And we went and visited midway through the week. And, you know, the worship leaders up there, they got the lights and the pallets in the background because apparently that's a thing now. We want to look like we've, we were having worship in a junkyard. And so um, we're up there and the worship pastor's just like... You know, Lord, let your presence fall like fire now in this place heavily so we can fill it. And I've been in church my whole life. And I thought, okay, I, I, I know what he's going for, at least. Like, like, I'm not, I know the language a bit. But I thought, she's never been to anything like this. Um, so not only is the worship, like, language maybe a little bit weird, um, probably the sermon language is a little bit weird. Probably the whole prayer time is like the words we use, like all of the things that we're all used to if we grew up in church that we're just kind of like, Oh yeah, that's a thing. That's a word we use. Um, for her is a little weird. So um, I thought we'd talk about that. Not that this language is necessarily like, you know, not that you, like you don't use it because some of it's biblical language. Um, but it's that maybe we, we are more, um, I don't know. Uh, thoughtful in the words we use, or at least explaining the words that we use. Um, so, Rob, are there any cringeworthy words that you could think of? Maybe <laughs> a little. We, we started. We're starting going. Here. Well, you know, I, I think first of all, um, this entire month is going to be about this, but just different facets of it. And today is just worship, music, or like you were talking about just something that the leader said. Um, and so first of all, I think venue is actually important, the context in which you're doing this thing, right? So a camp, you know for sure that there are probably gonna be some of those folks, right? Like Haley brought, but um, so, and that's, that's gonna be the case just about anywhere, anytime you go to a camp, right? You're gonna have uh, even church kids, um, don't necessarily they might know some of the language but they're not point being you're going to run into a lot more folks who either don't understand yet or who are just unfamiliar with it altogether, right um in a 
church setting. Um, so I still uh, treat our Sunday morning as if not everyone in the place is a Christian. Um, however, the direction of everything is focused toward those who are with a little bit of disclaimer kind of things mentioned here and there um, for those who might not be. So um, context, I think, really matters, right? And um, how we handle that stuff. Like, so at a camp uh, situation, um, first of all, I just have to say, um, fire coming down from heaven isn't good uh, literally anywhere in scripture that it happens. Um, I have to assume that maybe he's looking at the uh, Pentecost or something like that with the tongues of fire. I don't know. Didn't it explain, uh, I don't know. <laughs> right. Uh, you use the point being when, when God's uh, presence falls like fire from heaven, it's uh, usually not a cool thing in scripture, but uh, nevertheless, uh, there, there certainly are things that I, I know that we say and, and the things that we say in songs, um, language that, that happens in some of the songs that, um, that are sung today that at least would be confusing. Um, probably if you're an unbeliever and this is your first uh, never been to a church before, never been um, around this kind of thing ever, then probably most of it's going to sound foreign and a little mm. weird, you know? So I don't think you're going to escape that completely. That's a good point. That's a, yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, because even... Um, so I, I pulled up for this episode, I pulled up on my screen the uh, top 20 worship songs. <laughs> right yeah and so each of these have they're a little different praise charts and lifeway worship and ccli they're all a little bit different but um so like number one right now in ccli is good good father which has been on that list for a long time i think that's kind of i wonder why perhaps yeah (laughs) but i mean even when you think about that right number one on the list i don't see this it's a pretty decent song right but mm-hmm. um but even when you think about that there are lots of uh, even little things in that song lyrically that we could point to that might make an unbeliever go wait what right mm-hmm. um and you could say that about almost any song yeah um but i don't know what do you think are there specific well, songs there- that are like Worse well, than there were certain think, things or? that, um, so when I put the poll, cause I was very interested to hear about what other people on Instagram thought as far as like, what, what are some things that, you know, maybe that they heard that I would have never even considered an issue because I've just always heard it. Um, a lot of it, uh, one of the interesting things that came up a lot was the term blood of the lamb. Um, okay, yeah. as far as in those, you know, and maybe probably more old hymns. I don't know if blood of the lambs in anything more recently but that sort of washed in the blood, for example, right? Those, those terminologies were when they first went into church and they weren't saved. And um, when they heard those, those were a bit odd for them. Um, a lot of people, I don't know if this was a joke or if this was real, but that whole heaven meets earth, like a sloppy wet kiss sort of situation. They were like, what? Like, what is, you've heard that song, right? I'm not sure I have. Oh my goodness. What in the world? John Mark McCollin, when heaven meets earth like a sloppy wet kiss in my, you never heard that? 
that's there was a whole thing a long time ago about between sloppy wet kiss and uh, unforeseen kiss because the, the word each people were just like both of them were just a little weird but so i i'm gonna have to really fill you in on that whole thing <laughs> i thought you yeah were. wow so if anyone ever wonders if rob is like playing on the whole he's not online a lot he's not playing like <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> so um what were the other things oh things like uh uh in a more recent song somebody was talking about uh, i raise a hallelujah and they're like what in the world's a hallelujah and how do you raise the thing like the, the whole idea that in that that verbiage um there were a couple that um as far as fire came down or fire fall down which is what you already alluded to um, where that language was really confusing because it's just like, what it, one, what does that mean? <laughs> Where's the fire coming from? That doesn't sound like a great thing. Like what, what you know, that whole word usage. Um, and then there were some as well as far as like just older words that I don't think people, we don't say a lot anymore except in certain songs like um, Emmanuel, uh, Ebenezer. There was another one that I can't remember uh, what was there. Yeah, I can't remember what the other one was, but that was the other, that, that was the main feedback. There was a lot of sloppy wet kiss references. Uh, and then there was a few reckless love, that whole Corey Asbury song. They were like, you know, confused about what that, what that looked. Because again, when we sing these songs, when worship leaders get Good. up to, <laughs> to lead these songs, if you've not ever heard them before, it is a little weird. Cause you're like, you don't know what these words are. And most of the time, the word, the, the songs are assuming that you do know what that is, which again, mm -hmm. like you said, I don't, I don't think you can completely escape it because again, if you are in a worship service, there's a reason you're there. The worship service, in my humble opinion, is for the believer to grow and equip and all of that. It's not to, you know, explain things to people that are new. Um, but it's to, also the opinion in here. Just the <laughs> yeah. So the idea here is that um, obviously you can't explain everything, but you want to make it as clear as possible, uh, which there's a lot of songs that do a really good job of that in regards to, they're not confused. They do. I think a lot more of the songs that are built out theologically do a really good job of that. That aren't just repetitive repeating songs. They're actually, they, they build the whole story. Mm -hmm. Song is a story. Um, so, but those were some of the, some of the more, um, some of the references I got from Instagram, which were like, again, what you already mentioned, fire fall from heaven. That sounds a little weird. Um, I raise a hallelujah. <laughs> How do I raise it? And what is a hallelujah? Um, and those sort of situations where people are just like, these words are confusing. So I guess the, the real thing is, I mean, we can acknowledge that there's obviously things that are confusing in worship. So how do we um, maybe be more cognizant of that? And I know this is too, this is two people that preach talking, not two worship leaders talking. So obviously we're a little outside of our thing here, but how maybe as, as, you know, as we talk to those that lead worship and I mean, I don't know how you do it at your church. I know normally when I'm preaching, I'll text the guys, um, you know, a week out, a few days out and be like, Hey, okay. You know, this is kind of the direction the sermon's going now mm -hmm. or plan. So you can kind of plan around that a bit to connect those. And they use that as sort of, okay, this is how we're going to connect it. And then, one of the guys that gets up, he does a really good job of sort of introing those a little bit by way of explanation or by way of testimony. So it's not as odd because we do have, I mean, not a huge port, but we, we always have somebody new there. So it's very helpful 
not only for those new people, but for the people that have been there forever, just to kind of have sort of a, an e to ease you into that a bit. So, I mean, I don't know if you guys do that at your church as far as. Yeah. So, uh, first of all, are you guys like a hymns church or mix or? It's a mix. It's a mix. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of what we do too. Um, the. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, we're just solely him. Why are you singing nothing else but that? You know, sometimes copyrighted before 1423 ain't good. So I'm, I'm the resident nerd, uh, at, at our church. So when like technology and stuff like that, uh -huh. and I've been around worship and led worship and that kind of stuff before. So, um, anytime something goes on technologically, like I'm the person that comes in and tries to fix it, um, which is unfortunate sometimes. And, and there, there are times that, um, I definitely just, you know, you may make fun of that, but there are times that I definitely just go, why can't we just have an old guy and a piano person and hymnals? Like it would just be so much easier than all this complex junk that we have to do now. <laughs> I was but, making, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think so it is important. And something that you said um, earlier made me think of this. Um, it's important that we realize as believers that, um, that one, when it comes, this is, I think, just my humble opinion. Uh, but but we uh, we certainly have to be aware of what we're talking about today. We have to be aware of the fact that there will uh, possibly, and in some settings, likely be people um, out there who are not seasoned believers who understand all of the language right mm -hmm. however um it is important for us to know and keep in mind that the audience is god yeah that that, that is who we sing to <laughs> that's right? <seems> important <laughs> so but I, it legit though that's something that gets missed mm -hmm. right a, a lot today yeah. is it's about the crowd, completely about that, and in some places, and we have to remember and keep in mind at all times. Like this is this is actually about God. He's the one that we are collectively singing to and praising and and raising our voices to to honor and glorify. So, um, so some of uh, so I, I guess I say that to say. Um, if it if it's me and I have to give advice to a worship leader in our church beforehand, um, well, you it, have a guitar it, in the background, so you obviously have some sort of. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's like what I can tell you what to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. I didn't think about that. It actually adds lots of weight to this conversation. I'll go grab the other one between. <laughs> I have two um, guitars. You have to listen to me. Yeah. So, uh, but. It's so like sometimes what I do um, in preaching is the same thing that I would say to, to anyone else who's up there. You might, you might say beforehand, um, especially if you're in a like camp setting or a, a setting that's more public that, that would have more of the public there. Um, you might, you like, so Easter and Christmas, for instance, those kind of services too. 
Um, this would maybe be a more normal thing. Um, but you might actually just throw that disclaimer out in the beginning and just say, listen, this is, this is the church collectively raising our voices to praise and honor and worship our king. That's what this is. And if you're new to the faith or if you are not even in the faith and you find yourself here today, right, um, it, there might be things that are said in here that you don't understand. And our prayer is that at some point, this will be something that you understand and can stand up with us and praise God, right? Like oh, you might say something that. like that, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. um, because you're not going to be able to erase or explain or, you know, all the things that we sing. And some of those, even, even the richest, oldest hymns, right? One of the things that I noticed on these lists of top songs is two out of the three of them have uh, How Deep the Father's Love for Us, right? Uh, two out of the three of them have amazing grace. My chains are gone, right? Yeah. So they added a chorus, but it's still a rich old hymn. That's what it is. Jesus paid it all. It's another one that's real popular again. Um, that's an old hymn. So these are uh, really old, rich theological hymns, right? Um, that absolutely the church should be lifting their voices up and singing to God. Um, but they're also going to have language in them that makes an unbeliever go, huh? Like, what, what are you talking about, right? Yeah. Now, Sloppy Wet Kiss is like, I don't know. That one's debatable, I think. I actually looked that up. Okay, yeah. I'm just, the, like, it blows my mind. I don't know. There was a whole stage there in the meme world where that was just a thing. Like, it was a long stage that everyone wants to forget where we just made fun of this, that. But This is a song that I, I've heard before. Well, you obviously they heard the sloppy wet kiss version. It was the unforeseen, apparently. Yeah, no, I didn't. I've, I, in fact, you had me thinking when I looked it up. I thought, oh, I've, I've, I probably even sang this before in some kind of venue, and I don't remember saying that. Like, yeah, no, did I say apparently, that? Apparently, the side that you were on with the uh, went more conservative should be unforeseen. So it's not quite as sloppy. It's just still a little aggressive because nobody saw it coming. So. <laughs> anyway no yeah well no i think that's a really good point and i that that i think for me in this conversation is probably the most and we'll talk about in the next next week's episode about the preaching side of it in regards to the same sort of thing but i think from the worship side that's incredibly helpful that phrase you said where it's just this quick hey you may not understand these words that we're singing today but we hope one day that you'll be able to join in with us in singing these words to our great God and King. And that really, the nice thing about that is that doesn't just open up the door to people that don't have a clue what some of these words are, but it may very well even push, you know, some people into thinking, okay, well maybe, maybe I don't know what that means. Like I don't know that phrase and that terminology and they'll start looking it up too. And then maybe they've been in the church for a while and they've just been being like, well, the words are on the page or on the screen. So I sing them like, so, and actually look into it um, a little bit more. Plus, and this is, I know, a point of contention for some people, but it actually means that the words that we sing and the songs that we use are important. What? Oh, my goodness. Yes, they hold some actual significance in theology and <laughs> what you're, you're actually teaching through music. Um, so I think that, that, is, that, that phrase right there, I think, maybe solves the whole issue. Uh, in regards to just saying, hey, you know, just it's a quick little thing every single week that we're like, hey, okay, here's a little thing. Everybody knows it every single week. And it maybe gets repetitive, but it's true in the sense that it's, hey, if you don't know, 
hopefully one day you will. But that does, but in my opinion, that puts a lot of of weight and emphasis on we do really need to be very careful about what songs we're singing and the words we're using. Because now if we're telling people, hopefully one day you can understand and know these words. We're saying the words we're singing here have purpose and they have meaning and they have weight and they actually they're not just songs. Um, which again, I I like that. See, this is why I like these conversations because I would have never come up with that myself. I overthink things so much. <laughs> But that phrase right there, it really does kind of help help the uh, the whole situation uh, for both unbeliever and believer in that regard. Because I think yeah, sometimes I, you Christians bring up <clears throat> you, you used the phrase that was really good there. Actually, when when you said teaching in our music, like what mm-hmm. we're teaching with our songs, and yeah. that is important. I think of. Of course, it's not the same as preaching or teaching uh, per se, but that you are though, right? Mm-hmm. Like at some level, you are teaching. Um, at at the very least, you're reciting theology. Yeah. When you sing, and that's true, even when you sing along with secular music <laughs> you cannot see if you're on the audio version but he's staring you dead in the eyes on the video <laughs> but but yeah well and that's why i like and i don't know again i think this can become a little problematic if you focus too much on it but that's why when i that's why i tell the guys hey this is what we're preaching this is what i'm preaching on this sunday so that we can line this up as much as possible because not that it's a make or break situation, but for me, it's one of those things that if I'm going to, if we're going to sing and worship, obviously it's toward God, it's toward the great and glorious things that he's done. But if it can tie into the things that we've learned that morning, how much more significant is that for us as we sing it as a body? So though I am not into emotionalism and twisting anyone's arm in that regard, what I like to do is we'll open with a song and then I'll preach. And then when we get to the end, the hope would be that the words that we now sing in whatever this song is tied directly into the teaching that we just did to connect those two together. So not only are we learning through hearing, but we're actually applying through song as well and worshiping. So if we, you know, preach about God's grace, that song is hopefully going to be about God's grace so that when we can, so one for the believer, now that I maybe am reminded of God's grace or I understand it a little bit more, I can now respond in worship because of that knowledge or that, you know, reminder, or as an unbeliever, I've just now heard about that. And now I can see other people worshiping about who God is and what he's done for them. So it just, it brings that, it it connects them together. I think oftentimes it's just sort of this, Oh, we have to have music and it's this disjointed thing Mm -hmm. where when we actually do see part of the actual worship, you know, as part of, the sermon and connect and it's not just this thing that we do because we have to do it the words do matter (laughs) people need to understand what they are um i think it it, i'm going to say a phrase that i want to punch myself in the face for saying but adds to the worship experience uh it's this idea that it it connects everything is my point yeah yeah for sure um which i think again is why it's important that we the songs we sing are important but understanding the words that we're using are, are kind of in tandem with the sermons we're preaching. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> of course you do. I mean, why would you not? Yeah, it's uh, super solid teaching, Michael. 
good good work any any in thoughts on this episode uh i mean i not really i i i think that um regardless of you know you touched on the worship experience thing and i think that that is a real thing mm-hmm. i mean regardless of the bad rap that it gets sometimes it it is a real thing like one one of the things that we say here is that anything that um the worship experience should simply uh, what we should fight for is not to lead people through this maze of emotion but we just simply focus on uh, let's get rid of any and all distraction um that's really what we focus on so because the songs are going to speak for themselves we we talk to we do the same i do the same thing that you do essentially so the during that week whoever gets there first it doesn't always it's not always the same sometimes they ask me before i say anything and other vice versa but the um i give them the text and either a sentence or a phrase or a paragraph kind of this is the point this is what um text is up to um and then they follow suit with you know what wherever they feel led through the fire that comes down from heaven to to pick um <laughs> but uh but that that's the idea is for us just get get rid of the distractions aka mistakes and little goofy things that happen mm-hmm. um and that's true for our audio visual kind of people the sound techs and the uh people who do slides even right like um if a slide is late that's a distraction and sometimes worship just stops I mean, essentially, and and some in folks' heart because it, they've been interrupted. They didn't know that song super well, and so we just we try to fight for that kind of thing, right? So oh, that's that it, a great, it's seamless yeah. um, for folks. But yeah, because one time we had um, where the word "sing" was supposed to be, it was the word "sin," which is a problem because uh, that changes the whole thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, you know, just verifying those little things are kind of important. Yes. <laughs> because you want to talk about, you know, people, you know, the people leading worship aren't understanding why now everyone has stopped. Like, it's just, oh, okay, because we knew the words, the word that was up there was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Words matter, folks. <laughs> One little G missing, you don't think it's a big deal. You're thinking about sin versus sing. So, yeah. Yeah, I think the takeaway, though, from from this, uh, at least my takeaway, um, is really that, one, you're not going to be able to control that completely because it's just it's just the nature of it. The audience is God. The audience isn't even the church people you're singing to. They're a part of it because we sing to God and, and part of that is we build one another up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the, like the very last... Uh, people on the list of the audience for worship music Sunday morning or whatever is um, the unbeliever who comes, you know? Um, So we have to acknowledge that somehow and um, they need to know what we're up to, but uh, they also need to understand that this uh, it's it's not necessarily yeah. to make yeah. them comfortable and understand everything because yeah. this my is goodness, not a concert have have, like everything else yeah you'd have to assign someone to them to explain every lyric you know 
if if we're gonna do that but if people walking through so what what grace means is this <laughs> right but certainly we want to be you know aware of that and and um you know especially if you're if you're the friend who brings somebody right um, be prepared to answer the question <laughs> right yeah i um it's it there's a a sense in which and i mean you know the younger that is mm -hmm. the more inclined you might be to go okay well I don't really know. Um, so let's go find out together. Let's go talk to so and you know what I mean? Like, so that there's, you know, the, the wrong answer is always going to be, I mean, I, I don't really know. Well, believe me, they'll ask um, <laughs> if they're that concerned and confused to drive home. Somebody will be like, Hey, so this happened at camp. What in the world? <laughs> Got a right. couple of those. Yeah. 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 All right, guys. Well, I think what we've learned today is that you should only sing hymns and um, yeah. Right. That's what we, is that not what we've learned today? No. Yeah. Um, and without instruments. That, yeah, that's true. All right, guys, we'll talk to you next week. See you later. Bye.